Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 95 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that guy over there... Is Andy, a.k.a. Asarak, the Lich King. <laughs> is that who I'm going to be facing later? No, but sounded oh. cool. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I'll t- tell you why that comes to, to mind. I'm rereading... Uh, Ready Player One, and uh, oh, yeah. the uh, first kind of challenge that he has to do uh, ends up with him facing off against Asrak, the Lich King. And I was like, "Oh, I know who that is. That's a Dice Masters card. That is a Dice Masters card. I'm, uh, I'm very keen on that card. I used to use it with my Boom Boom list to allow me to re-roll actions. It was my anti-Scarlet Witch tech. Yeah, he's also a badass D and D character, an actual D and D character." True story. Well, episode 95, only five away from the 100th episode. Two weeks have passed. We've done no planning towards the 100th episode. We've still got, what, 10 weeks? That's over two months. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Any ideas on what we should do to our 100th episode, then please put them on an email or PM us. PM? Is that a thing? DM. Yeah. DM, PM, IM. IM. Oh, that's going back. Isn't that like instant messenger from the 90s yeah isn't, isn't i am what you used to refer to whatsapp instant message oh maybe dm is direct message but dm's like when you're on a site that doesn't have there's not a direct message site that has a direct message function so like twitter you would dm on twitter oh. so rather than tagging someone in a tweet you would direct message them hashtag <laughs> it's got, no hashtag's got nothing to do with dms oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep you. I'll keep you up to date. Word, word to your mother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. We are doing the MOD PDM Spring Event Special today. That's right. So, two weeks ago, two Saturdays ago. We held an online tournament, and today we're going to talk about that online tournament and just you know discuss the teams and what went on and all that good stuff, as well as some recording that we did live on the day, which I haven't really listened to, but I think might be a disaster, but that's okay. You were quite drunk. I, I had had a few glasses of wine. Uh, but before we get into all that good stuff, we obviously like to do a bit of warm-up chat, so I'll ask you, my good man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since our last episode? Ooh, well, the last couple of weeks, I have been, obviously, I attended the MOD PDM Spring Special with its 10 in 10 format, uh, so played in that, played a few games, that was fun, met some lovely, lovely people, played TJ, which was amazing, as well as everyone else I played, which was also amazing. Uh, so that was fun. Did all right. Won some, lost some. Did I win some? I might have lost. I can't remember. But it was fun nonetheless. Uh, so that was all good. You'll hear more about that later. Uh, also, we have just started our D&D DM campaign, mm. which has uh, kicked off. You can see the first episode on the YouTubes. It's our Wednesday or, in the case of last week, Thursday, uh, because uh, England were playing football. Night. The f- the first two episodes will be out by the time this is posted. They, they will indeed. They will indeed. We're going to record the mm-hmm. second one after we have done this very podcast. Uh, and the th- 
thinking behind it is that uh, Chris has built a team of canny adventurers uh, from the D&D pool of cards that we have, and they are on an adventure. So it is a campaign through multiple levels, and each stream will have the team coming up against a new uh, team of baddie monsters as they progress through the story uh, and they'll get benefits or disadvantages depending on how they do in the game uh, and it will culminate with a final boss fight off at the end of the campaign and go through the story and they do different bits and bobs from that so that's progressing now you can check it out on youtube so do check those out and uh, let us know what you think it's something different to do with nice masters uh, that we've put together and hopefully it works we seem to be enjoying we, it so far we had a- we had a couple of comments on the video actually and and somebody mentioned uh, i think it may have even been stew stew art uh, he said that it really likes the idea and you could do more with it like you could do the avengers battling through hydra or something or i can't remember what he said but like you know other twists on the idea that you do a kind of campaign where the same team grows throughout yeah well there's definitely something to look into depending on how it goes on the D carpool lends quite heavily to it and gives i think the best selection of generic kind of monsters as you've got like you know, yeah kobolds and goblins and orcs and giant spiders and the like uh, as opposed to you know a, a dice masters game i think with the marvel tends to veer towards the final boss battle straight away because you've got all your main characters uh but there are some some generic bystanders out there bystanders 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 exactly uh out there so yeah it's definitely worth having a hunt through good spots stew <laughs> yes absolutely we'll have a look uh, but the, I think it's the theme because you you kind of had my my adventurers land their ship at the harbour and face off against some pirates in the harbour. I've moved through the village and into the woods, and tonight I'm facing like woodland monsters. And then there's going to be some caves and a castle or a citadel at the end, kind of thing. So I'll be interested to see who the big baddie is, whether it's an evil wizard or a or a like vampire king. Or it could be a dragon sat on a stash of gold. Well, the, the story is that the evil Valindra Shadowmantle has abducted a village of people. So expect her there. But you never know. Twists and turns. Twists and turns. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah, it's that. that um, other than that, non-Dice Masters related, not too much going on. We've been Harry Potter Uno has been unboxed and put on the table. That is a big hit. Uh, and I also invested, right? So we've gone through Uno already because the box it comes in is not suitable for the transportation and storage of playing cards. Uh, so the first box of Uno, the, the standard Uno, Uno version one, as we'll call it, uh, got destroyed and had to get thrown away. Uh, so I invested in a Uno-specific carry pouch. <laughs> Okay, well, that's... uh... Which, it costs more than the cards, but in the long run, it'll protect them, save us having to buy another kind of box of cards, so uh, it'll work out (laughs) worth it in the long run. Very very good. You can get them. It's on Amazon and everything. I've no doubt. I've no doubt. It sounds very exciting. Strap it on your belt and walk around with it. 
<laughs> Which I'm certain you did. <laughs> At this very moment in time. <laughs> you never know <laughs> when there might be time for a quick, quick, quick round of Uno. Uno. <laughs> Break the ice in those Absolutely. speed dating things that, <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Uno, <laughs> fancy a game of Uno, <laughs> Harry Potter Uno, nonetheless. Nonetheless, swoon, yeah. <laughs> job done. That's it. <laughs> oh dear, very good. Anything else? I think I'll stop there. <laughs> okay, over to me then. I suppose. Over to you. Yeah. So I've got my band of adventurers for the aforementioned D and D games, which has been fun. I have appreciated the opportunity to use experience more so than I ever have done in the past, and it is super duper strong. Yeah, I mean, it's good. When you know you're going to be facing off against monsters, it's it's really, really good. And I have played D&D only events and have dabbled with a bit of experience, but this has been specifically centered around building up you know, my characters and making my warband tougher as a result. So uh, that was really good. And I've got a wizard and a knight and a paladin and a whatever Jopper is. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Just, just a guy hanging out in water deep. Is he tagged like along. a man at arms? Is that what you'd call him? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He, he doesn't have one of the standard, you know, like the uh, the first three D and D sets had all the standard sort of like paragon this and lesser that and apprentice this and blah blah blah. You know, and they were members of the order of the Gauntlet or the Emerald Enclave or the Zentarium. The troubling water deep guys don't. They just have their own kind of. You know, like other sets, the quotes or references in the subtitles. So the Jopper I'm using is just Zen. Just having a look through on Google, see what I can find. Uh, Jopper, right? Okay. Is a human, monk, and fisherman. He's a monk and a fisherman. Okay. Uh, Paragon fisherman. <laughs> he has four sets of armor, all made to... Oh, no, that's about that. So he is, he's, because uh, most of them are like, I, I thought they were just made up stuff that whiz kids had just kind of done or spoken to some D&D. I didn't, like, there's more to it. Yeah, the the characters are all, they have a lore that surrounds them and they've appeared in D&D novels or D&D, you know, off-the-shelf campaigns and stuff. He's a bit like Friar Tuck. Yeah, okay, Monk and a Fisherman. I've got Hitch, who has a shady past. Tashlin Yafira, sword, axe, dagger, and boot dagger. But she looks a bit knighty in the picture. She's got, like, chain mail and a fancy suit of armour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swish. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, I enjoyed... Um, hopefully, we'll continue to enjoy the opportunity to play around with the experience keyword more than I ever have done in the past, which is nice, just sort of tapping into a corner of the game that I haven't really tapped into before. So that was cool. I did not participate in the MRD PDM. I, I stayed on duty for admin and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail and that's really it on the dice masters front Uh, i've been otherwise pretty busy on the non-dice masters front we've had dream home out on the table i think i've mentioned this one before yeah my little my little girl's a big fan and we played a bit of that over easter weekend we had a garden party around at my mum and dad's because we're allowed to socialize in gardens now in the uk it's very exciting uh, we just had it out on the uh, on the garden table, bit of dream home, designing some houses, giving the expansion that she got for her birthday a little bit of a go. And we had a few rounds of cockroach poker. I don't know if I've mentioned that one before. You have. Yeah. Yeah, another one that's popular with the kids. Super easy to learn, but 
mental fun and so much depth to it. It's brilliant. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's the, that's the non-Dice Masters stuff. Uh, oh, and uh, do you know what? Uh, just on the console side, yes. I downloaded that Outriders, you know, this new game that everyone's talking about. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's just come out, and it's on the Xbox Game Pass, so I gave that a go. I'll probably talk about it in more detail on the Mod Extra podcast, but it, it, you know, it's a game. Video game. It's a video game. Is it good? It seems all right. I, I didn't get very far in. It's very glitchy. Ooh. It crashes a lot, which is not a good thing. No, that's not a good yeah. sign. No. So uh, you don't get that from a board game, do you? You know what I mean? You don't. You don't. I've... You might get a table flipping opponent. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got to play that Aliens game. That's the one-player one. But I, oh, legendary! Yeah, I, you know, I've worked out what it is. Is I can't be asked to sell it up and put it away. Yeah, you mentioned that, did I? Yeah, yeah you said that it's was... a deep lying hatred that I have to having to set something up and put it away when I can just press a button on me uh, PlayStation and it does it all for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm I don't like games with big, big setup and teardowns. I find it annoying too. So if anyone out there wants to come around and set it up for me and then put it back in its box afterwards, <laughs> give me a call. We can arrange it. The, it's a very satisfying game to play, though. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, Mr. McCat over at Breath Weapon X suggested that there might be a way to stream it where a few of us can participate. Oh, that sounds um, fun. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I didn't, we haven't, didn't really go any further than that, but I think because it's cooperative you can have the hands face up yeah that makes sense or something so he had a little idea that maybe we should look into that and then you might be more inclined to do the setup if there's a few of us all getting together on you know, on a zoom call or whatever to play it true true story we'll yeah. see keep your eyes and ears we'll out see. folks uh, and then just i've not put much video content out it's been a bit quiet on the video content front i've been Bit short of time, bit short of time to sit down and make some vids. I've got a big list of stuff that I'm planning on doing, but I haven't got around to doing them. But I've written a few articles on BritRoller6.com, the most recent of which was discussing whether we're going to be getting a rotation in Dice Masters this year or not. That sounds interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's been a few people talking about it lately. It's normally around this time of year it gets announced, ready for a roughly around a sort of June start point. Yeah. Uh, Hero Clicks have just had theirs announced, but we've not heard anything. So I was just speculating, really, about whether we would or wouldn't get one. And I'm I'm leaning more on the side of there's not going to be a rotation for Dice Masters this year. Well, who can say, eh? <laughs> who can indeed? Who can say? <laughs> who, who who can say? I mean, if you rotated out some of the stuff, you wouldn't really have a lot left. So I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, but if you if anyone's interested, head on over to BritRollerSits.com if you want to see my my reasons f- for not happening, then go take a look at that article. Is that your musings? Yes, yeah, it's just one of those kind of Chris's commentary kind of pieces. Cool. I don't write those as often, as much anymore as I used to. You should, you're good at it. Yeah, I think because I express opinion more through the podcast now. Fair enough. Uh, and that's it. That's me done. That's everything in the last two weeks that's uh, Dice Masters related. Nice. I had my birthday. Yes, you did. That was nice. 
Well, you got a little Dice Masters related present from me. I did indeed. I did indeed. I got a lovely dice mat. Came in the post today, nonetheless. Dice tray. Dice tray. Because it's got poppers yeah. in the corners, emblazoned with the MOD logo. So that was very nice. And and something else. And something else. Yeah, you got. I'd sent you some of the Spider-Man Swingers promo. <laughs> swingers or slingers? That. Yeah. I did. Slingers. So I've got these fancy. Um, what are they? Like mail order only cards. Very cool. Yeah, like a mail order OP kit. Looks interesting. I like the slinger one. That looks cool. Yeah, the global on it's interesting, isn't it? With a force attack. If if anyone's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, so uh, WizKids on their own store, if you go to the WizKids shop, we're selling these small uh, three-card promo sets, uh, Spider-Man Slingers, and it has a Spider-Man, a Typhoid Mary, and the basic action that Andy's talking about there in it for 10 bucks. So uh, the the idea being that because you can't play in your local game store and have a you know like a three round contest to win an organized play kit you could order one for yourself and battle it out with your mates or something yeah or pretend that you won yeah i mean i just ordered two kept one myself and gave you the other because <laughs> <laughs> we are all winners here absolutely yeah <laughs> and all you listeners absolutely. are winners too yeah absolutely no losers it's like a primary school <laughs> a medal for everyone <laughs> <laughs> alright well there we go there's our little warm up chat done should we let the listeners know a little bit about what's coming up in this episode yes yes we should alright then well so we said it was the MOD PDM spring event special so we're going to open up with just a little bit of kind of high level chat sort of tournament report style talk about how many players where those players came from just give you the the, the facts the headlines as it were then we've got some audio that we recorded on the day that i also mentioned so uh, we'll drop that in at that point there and then towards the back end of the episode we'll dive a little deeper into some of the teams that we saw and uh, some of the cards standout cards or notable cards from the event just talk a little bit about the meta from the teams that we saw on the day and with all that said and done that should give us a, a pretty full episode i'd imagine i think it should yeah, so uh, should we crack on with it? Is there anything more to say at this point? No, let's crack on. MODPDM style. Yes, welcome back then, folks. So let's talk a little bit about the MODPDM spring event. We normally, as regular listeners will know, hold a face-to-face event around this time of year, one of three or four that we generally do throughout the year. We'll get in touch with a... Uh, a friendly local gaming store across the UK, somebody we know, someone who supports the game, you know, a store that's got a small play group, book a, a, a Saturday in, figure out a format, and then just get guys from across the UK all just we, just a chance to meet up and see everyone face-to-face that we talk to online a great deal. But because of the lockdown situation over here at the moment, we were unable to do that. So we decided to take the event online and open it up to our international online playing friends to come join us as well. Which was lovely. Which was lovely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the event format, I think, is the first thing we should. If you're uh, joining us for the first time today, then you'll probably not be aware of the format. We ran a 10 in 10 event. 
uh, which is all 10 of the cards on your team must be from 10 different sets. Uh, with one exception, we made a small amendment to the rules there. We allowed two cards from the Infinity Gauntlet set, mostly because of the differing card pool size. A lot of the sets in modern right now are campaign box and, and team packs. Um, which are much smaller card pools to build your team out of, but Infinity Gauntlets, you know, a whole, a whole 156 or whatever it is. So uh, that, that was the kind of team-building challenge, the, the format that we selected. We also made one other small amendment. We banned Godcatcher and Under Surveillance in the same team. You couldn't use those two cards in the same yes. team list. Yes, and there were a few other choice bannings. Yeah, although they a number of them didn't come into play because there was a couple of the restricted combos that we put on that list from Dark Phoenix Saga, which, of course, still hasn't shipped, still not dropped, and never became an issue in the first place. True story. Now, there are two things that makes an MOD PDM. The first thing is that everyone gets to play all day, so it doesn't matter if you uh, win or lose. There's no top cuts. Uh, you are not going to get kicked out the door at half time because it's gone on to a top cuts and have to loiter around whilst you're waiting for someone to get your lift home. So if you come to an MOD BDM, you're going to play all day. It's Swiss only full four, five, six games, however many people turn up. So that is very, yeah. very important. Uh, the Indeed. second thing is prizing wise, if you win, you're not necessarily going to walk home with all the loot because we have a ticketing system. So every time you win a game, you win a ticket. The tickets were slightly different because we had only one game for a round as opposed to the best of three. Uh, but That's um, right. the more you win, the more prizes, you, you, the more tickets you get and the more chances you get at winning on the raffle, but there's no guarantees and everyone's got some tickets. So everyone's got a chance of sorts to walk home with something lovely. Yeah. And we find that works really well because one thing we observed from very early events that we organized where the prizing was a bit more traditionally distributed was that at a certain point throughout an event, say at the end of round three, those who, who were, it was very clear they were not going to be, you know, hitting the top spot, coming in the top three or whatever, just kind of took the foot off the pedal or people started to drop out, you know, and wrap it up for the day. Whereas even if you're not going to rank highly in the event leaderboard overall, just winning your second to last game or your last match of the day or whatever just still gets you another ticket and another chance of winning a prize. So it was just a, it's just a nice way of giving players a reason to come and play all day, stay for every game, and sort of still play their best right up until the conclusion. Yeah, I think that works. That's a good format. Tried and yeah, tested. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So thanks, Andy. Yeah, those are definitely the, the little MOD PDM spins. Uh, so the event itself, let's talk a little bit about the event itself specifically. We had 34 players on the day, which meant with those six rounds of Swiss. Yeah, really super, super pleased and happy to have that many players. And a big thank you to everyone who signed up and came out to play. Um, that yeah, it meant we had six rounds of Swiss, which made it a good old, you know, marathon session of dice masters. Um, which I know for some, it was a bit of a slog, but we like that. We think it's you know, you've got to be when you're going to do an event like that, it's got to be kind of a hardcore session, hasn't it? Yeah, you get all your games and play them all, and speak to all the different people, and up and down the leaderboard, and. It used to be like you'd yeah. notice you go up and down the table, but now you've got a little leaderboard there to look at instead. 
<laughs> yeah, who sat at table one kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. And we had players attending the event from seven different countries worldwide. Seven? Yeah, that's right. UK, US, Canada, uh, Hungary, Poland, the Czech Republic, and the Netherlands. We were woo wa. Yeah, so that was really exciting as well. I mean, obviously, the normal face-to-face MODPDM is attended by UK players, but to open it up internationally and then to have players from seven different nations was super, super cool. And again, thank you to those who came out and joined in. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, we want to say congratulations, of course, to Ben Said Scott. Well done. Well done. Took the top spot, although under suspicious circumstances. What, like UK National Championship 2017? Uh, no, he won that, didn't Have you not seen on the win? <laughs> Never trust the win system. <laughs> Never trust the challenge no, system either. No, it turned out when he played uh, Super K, uh, Kim from over at Double Double and Dice, he was targeting her Black Widow agent with Globals. And, of course, Black Widow agent has that secondary bit of game text at the bottom there that says she can't be targeted by Globals. Oh, I see. Also, yeah. the buttholes uh, system of uh, working out who's at the top and who's at the bottom, depending on who they played, what the score was, how the rest of the scores people have got, um, or butthole systems system, as it should be called, is well ropey. Well, is it? I don't know if it is or it isn't. Um, there's definitely an algorithm at play in the background, but we had four players at the with the same... Uh, breakdown a win loss ratio with five games won one game lost that was ben in first place uh our friend troy from the dice coalition in second place uh dana otherwise known as general nemesis friend from canada hello dana Hi, yeah. and then uh jackalope spam uh, otherwise known as nick he says in inverted commas all with a 5-1 record at the conclusion but and so right at the end we were sort of seeing results come in and at one point, Dana was up at the top, then Troy leapt up to the top, and then, but eventually, when all results came in, Ben went to the top. And uh, I mean, it's using, I think it's using the kind of standard strength of schedule where it's calculating the value of your wins. So if you beat more people with higher win, win rates, then you'll, you know, you'll increase in the rankings, I think is how it works. Yeah, I'm sure it's got a. A system to it, or I know it's a system. It adds up the points other the people you've played has got, takes off the top and bottom score, and then that's the um, the butch hole amount and the highest butt hole amount is uh, goes up to the top. But it's a bit weird. Yeah, it it does seem a bit strange because Dana he beat Ben's loss was to Dana, General Nemesis, and yet General Nemesis ranked in at third rather than first. So whoever Dana lost to must have had a better record than whoever i don't know makes no sense it's weird that like, was it six games and was it five wins and one loss four people yeah that's quite yeah, a yeah. um anom- anomaly in fact um sort of all the way down the leaderboard <laughs> bar a, a few exceptions at the bottom end looking at you jordo <laughs> there was um uh, there, there was a big batch of people at four and two and a big batch of people at three and three so it looks like everybody, they were good sort of, I don't know, not evenly matched. I don't think that's the phrase I'm looking for, but good games, you know what I mean? Where there was an opportunity to win, you know, you played it through to the end because there was a yeah, chance to win. Slugfest. Each and every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so that was that was all really cool. Um, we had a few technical issues on the day. I think I mentioned them in the live bit in a second, but like the bot went all a bit funny on Discord when it came to reporting scores. So I was having to put a lot of stuff in manually as we went along and things. But I don't think many people noticed. I don't think the some of the challenges I was facing on the back end, admin in the whole thing. I don't think it it came through into the kind of event organization. I think so. No, it seemed to go go pretty smoothly. Yeah, that's my hope. And uh, oh, I'll tell you one other thing I should mention as well. It was a free event, but uh, we did uh, open up, you know, say we're, we're open to donations to help us out with the postage costs. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. For those who did drop a little bit in the pot. It, w- it was almost exactly enough to cover the postage costs, which was perfect. Oh, well done, guys. Yeah, which was perfect. And then, you know, obviously we've covered the cost of any prizing that wasn't gifted to us by WizKids to use for the event. What was the prizing? Oh, should I say, where should people go if they want to see what the prizes were? Yeah, so we've got, uh, there's an event page, although you'll have to go looking for it now because I've taken it off the homepage. Um, there was an event page, uh, Spring OED PDM, uh, which had all the format details and entry details, but in there the prizing is listed. We had some great stuff. Stu dropped in some of his alt art cards that looked fantastic. I mean, if, if go and have a look for no other reason just to see yeah, the quality really of the cards nice. that, that he put together. We had a Ministry of Dice dice tray, same design as the one that I sent Andy as a gift. Only two in existence. Only two in existence, that's right. Uh, we had, what else do we have? Oh, some MOD token dice that were made for us by Ryan over at CR Game Room with the Freddie Mercury Godcatcher token and whatnot. They're, they're really cool. There was some Altar animated X-Men cards. There was some pretty hard-to-find D&D draft promos you know like the strad and the kobold and the human paladin had some of the shiny ones as well i think yeah yeah championship foils the, those were from whiz kids as was the alt art hulk green goliath Ooh. that was provided to us by whiz kids as well beautiful yeah. that card is yeah absolutely so uh, lots of great prizing um that that's been all out in the post folks so if you did win something on the day keep an eye on your post box winging its way to you yeah although i think the stuff over to europe and the states is going to take a while to get there yeah so be patient but they they're all in the post box cool okay well there's like the kind of overview bit should we have a listen to the recording we did live on the night okay yeah i think it <laughs> i think it's all right i'm not sure i can't i've forgotten what we talked about you best listen to it before you just chuck it in had i yeah just in case I think it's all right. You might have to at least beep some stuff out. Did I swear a lot? I can't remember, but you probably did. It's not out of the realms of possibility, is it? No. 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 All right, well, maybe you'll be listening to the live recording we did on the day. Beep, 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 Dice Masters. Beep. And that's it. <laughs> if I don't put, if it doesn't go over to the live recording, I'll chuck a little message in now to let you know that I've decided not to share it, I suppose. Nah. So over to either option A or option B, off we go. Yes, well, hello, folks. Hello. And here is Chris and Andy recording, not on our usual recording time, because we are currently in the midst of the MOD PDM online tournament right now. The tournament of the century. Yeah. Andy, it just so happens, pulled the bye in his current turn, and... I'm not doing anything because there's no reports, no reports, no results to report. 
I'll tell you what I am doing, which you can probably tell by the tone of my voice and my inability to say the words report and re- report. 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 <laughs> uh, is I'm drinking lots of wine, which is affecting my ability to communicate. Yeah, just generally affecting my ability to communicate. It is, isn't it? You, you, you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. So let's give the listeners a little rundown. 34 people, no well, less. We started We started with 35, in fact. Ooh, 35 registered, 34 turned up. One yeah, was, and one, then we had one dropout, yeah. One dropout. I'm going to drop out as well, so that there's no, no one getting a buy on the last round. Keeping the numbers even, yeah. Doing my bit. I'm also sleepy. <laughs> I've been at work today. It's been hard. I've been working hard. It's difficult bringing my uh, left hand from the table height to mouth height. <laughs> left hand? Oh, yeah, you are left-handed. We've had that convo before me. I am indeed left-handed, yeah. Which so means I'm going to live longer. No, I'm Hello. more creative, but I'm not going to live as long. long. Yeah. Never mind. I'm... I'm 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 good with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my cholesterol is going to hit me before my left-handedness ever does. So, well, I'll be alright. Either there. that, or your chair will collapse, and there'll be a shocking kind of head injury accident as a result. Yeah, well, the, the little standy bit will go straight up, and I'll be um, I, you could wheel me around. Let's not explore that. Let's not. So it's ten in ten is the format of the day. We are currently have uh, round five is underway. and Out of uh, six rounds? Out of six rounds. We've got one more to go after. It's coming up to half past ten, so it's going to be a late one. I tell you what, I was chatting to Jordo just a little earlier on, and he believes that this may be the highest attendance or one of the higher attended online tournaments to date. Wow, well, check that out. A 10 in to... 10 tournament as well. Yeah, I'd have to fact check that. I don't know, maybe one of the Rolling Thunder events uh, from a while back may have been more highly subscribed, but I think it's a good number for an online tourney. It is indeed. We've not had one for a while, though, have we? I think the last one was, I feel like I want to say, well, I mean, the the CR Game Room Invitational is going on right now, but that's obviously an Invitational, so it was closed access. It was just to those that they invited. Mm, um, how very elitist. Maybe, maybe Virtual Worlds was the last one. Yeah. So it's been a bit of time. It's been a bit yeah, of time. Maybe. But, yeah, certainly it hasn't been popular. We should charge. Oh, Breath Weapon X Fest. Breath Weapon X Fest would have been the last one. Yeah. Oh, that don't count. only joking alex oh by the way i'll beat alex today which was great fun although i think that might be my only win of the day yeah how you been getting on what's your result it's it's been all right it's been all right the 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 teams out there are a a a strange mishmash the 10 in 10 format i think has not done its job as well as we'd have hoped in getting rid of the top tier and there's still some very strong teams out there. I went with a god catcher in the end and then just felt guilty. If I'm honest, that's how my, my evening's gone. Got a good win against Alex, lost against, um, oh, whip it real good. Um, whip it real good. Real good. Uh, played Teach. I lost to Teach, but I did manage to do 16 damage to him just with sidekicks. 
Um, but that then was... I, I didn't buy anything, so that was my. I was always I was always on the back foot because I just spent the first four turns just fielding loads of sidekicks and having bolts to buff them and just just throwing them at him and not doing anything. I was watching that and I I posted in the chat at the very moment it happened that I have never never known you to date especially with a buff global on the table and not to run an empty field like that it's not going to happen but no um uh, maybe a little bit more conservativeness with it as well as if I'd have bought some stuff at the same time I may have done some damage and you know built up a strategy of some sorts but nonetheless, it was uh, great fun. Very much enjoyed it. I've, I've not played TJ as much as I should have do, so uh, that was great. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But going back to circling back round to your point, you're absolutely right that I think you know in terms of our philosophy around event formats and encouraging a more, I don't want to say casual, but more fun orientated approach. I am somewhat concerned that the ten in ten format that we've that we put out there, even with the additional restrictions that we applied, hasn't really brought that to the fore. But then, equally, have we had as many players today because people were hungry for something a little bit more down and dirty? Yeah, I mean, it, the the numbers definitely suggest there's people out there who are looking for a competitive outlet for their, uh, their dice masters gameplay. Yeah, it seems to be the case, doesn't it? So it's an interesting one. I'm, uh, you know, I'd certainly be interested in the views of the players. My, my perspective, as I'm to in the event, is always a little bit skewed because I only ever really get to end up focusing on the, um, on the, like the challenges or the ruling disputes. Or you know, we've had a couple of individuals with some tech issues today that I've been net deep in. So I've not really been able to pay much attention to what's been going on in terms of people's enjoyment with the event. So I'd certainly be interested to know whether it, whether it still worked or still achieved what we wanted it to achieve and what we always wanted it to achieve, which is everyone gets a chance to play all day and it's fun and it's engaging and it's more of a social event and less of a competitive event. And even with that little competitive edge, is it still proven to be you know, a good time? Yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. And I think with the number of people, we will get the, the spread between top and bottom of the table where people who aren't going to play so competitively will start playing each other and people who are kind of fighting out for the top spots will also start to play each other, especially with the, yeah, with the numbers we've got and the rounds we've got that hopefully has happened. So hopefully people have had fun. Do let us know. We hope you have. Yeah. And if you've got any suggestions for like future format and stuff, I mean, certainly the thing that's turned my head is the number of people that are signed up and whether that's an indicator of this type of event is of more interest and that perhaps maybe the kind of more relaxed single affiliation type stuff or whatever that we do is is less appealing. I don't know. I don't, you know I'm just throwing it out there. Plus, I am a bottle and a half. <laughs> yeah, in, true. So. I have to, to say that I am hankering for some single affiliation. Mm, sorry, I was taking a sip of my wine there. Right. How appropriate. Um yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, there's a space for it. We uh, Had this been our usual spring MOD PDM, which would have been, you know, like a 12 or a 14-person event at a local store in the UK, the likelihood is that it, we probably would have gone for something a bit more along the lines of single affiliation or something in that ballpark. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because we've had a few really nice uh, casual events. We've also had a, a few where they have been more competitive Certainly when we were having national tournaments, we had some really good 
a really good one in Leamington Spa where we were kind of preparing ourselves for it. I think it was like the month before or something, and that that was good. And that, yeah, but and we also had the really the, the competitive one down at Gaming versus Cancer. But on the flip side, we've also had some really really good kind of like relaxed single affiliation y what other ones have we done um we did global you know escalation didn't we it's not a good time to ask me really no it's probably not <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. but certainly we're, i'm i'm chuffed for the numbers i'm gonna not say that i've done much uh towards it because it's really your handiwork but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll hopefully we'll get some good feedback from you guys and hope that you've enjoyed the day we will do a breakdown uh of the teams We'll have a look at the cards. We might do that. Um, might even be doing that in the next segment. Who knows at this point? Um, yeah, I think I think we will do. Uh, I don't think uh, I've not really like I say I've not really absorbed them. Uh, when I was putting the team list post together, I was just very very kind of blind to it. You know, it was my focus was cutting and pasting links <laughs> and pictures, and I've not registered what actually has been doing well or not doing well. But I get the feeling right now, in the midst of it all, that. Your Infinity Gauntlet controls very prevalent. Your Draxes, your Typhoid Marys, your uh, Spider-Man removal, your Pit the Troll removal, maybe, uh, has mm. been out and about. And your win conditions have very much been the big three still. Your Thor, Becky Lynch, and uh, the Godcatcher. Well, there's a bit of Iceman around, isn't there, I think? I met an Iceman that did me in. Yeah. Uh, Is that with the... Uh, what's his name? Dude, you know, fella, Turk Barrett. Uh, no, no. Let me have a look. It was whip it real good. He had. Uh, admittedly, the whole game, he, he he was thinking he was losing, but he wasn't. Um, he was. <laughs> that was with. Uh, what did he use? He had. He had the Ice Man. He had a uh, Force Attack. He had the yellow lantern ring for intimidate Kate Bishop. He had wand global, which is oh, crap, wand, crap really? magic missile. Which he uh, yeah, but it's still you know, for every for every one you take, you're delivering two, two to your opponent, aren't you? So it definitely worked for his um, for his needs. Uh, that Black Widow, the energized one, that did a job for him a little bit as well. Try and get rid of my Black Widow agent and the thrown yeah. bricks on that Black Widow agent as well, just to keep her out of the way. Uh, but um, yeah, it was a clever, clever team. Very good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do a proper analysis. That was that was just my gut instinct in terms of what I'm seeing un- unravel right now. Yeah, we'll have a look, we'll have a proper look through teams. I say that Stu is out to win um, uh, with his uh, with his team. That stands well, out as a uh, a very strong one, team indeed. One thing that occurred to me, you know, people playing for keeps. You know, you mentioned like Stu. Um, and I know Stu won't mind me saying this, is that we, we've got a, a handful of the... Uh, and with thanks to WizKids for providing us with some provo- promos to um, put into the prize pool, we have a handful of the Alt-Art Animated X-Men promo cards, which are Ooh. hard to lay your hands on. Uh, uh, they've only provided me a very small amount to use for prizing, so I had to split them into two halves. But I do wonder if that has been a contributing factor as well as the D&D draft set promos, whether that's been a contributing factor that at the point at which we put the prizing announcement out, people went oh, there's these hard to find, you know I haven't got that Kobold, I haven't got that Strad, I haven't got that 
alt art, Jean Grey or whatever. I'm going to play quite hard for this because I want more raffle tickets in order to potentially win those. Whether the pricing has influenced some of the team building decisions. Are you saying that people want those cards more than, say, like a Yu-Gi-Oh! DVD? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Because okay. clearly, clearly everybody wants the Season 1 Yu-Gi-Oh! DVDs. I haven't got any more of those, though, actually. I'm all out of them. Although there is a here, topically, there is a, <laughs> a Joss Whedon cut Justice League Blu-ray in there. Is there? The funny cat? The comedy Yeah, it's been, a, it's been around that one for a while, but it just hasn't ended up going at any of the face-to-face events. There was, I'm not uh, u- using any of that prizing for for ages. The online events, yeah. There's that D and D playmat that was you carted to like every MOD PDM for like three years <laughs> before finally someone won it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The the uh, world's finest dice bag is in this mix, and that's been with us for a while. <laughs> it's funny. Cool. So here we are at the event. I can hear some pings in my ear, yeah. which makes me sound like people the are, starting are starting to, to come in. in. Yeah. So we best toodle off and uh, more awake and sober, Chris and Andy, will uh, we'll join you uh, after the little dicey roll and sound. What are you trying to say? I'm perfectly sober. <laughs> I've never heard you talk so slow in all of my life. Have you not? <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, I, I tend to drink this much. This is not a positive thing, but I tend to drink this much at our online events always. I don't know, actually. Maybe I don't. Maybe I've not drank as much so that I'm noticing it more. I did start earlier than usual, but you're right. I'm running very slow and I'm somewhat concerned about the end of event stream that we're planning on doing. It'll be fine. Well, will it? I might get the mother-in-law's homemade limoncello out. Let's see what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) As a prize. (laughs) Nope, not as a prize. (laughs) Well, unless they want the empty bottle. Right, okay, welcome back then, folks. So uh, either you've just enjoyed an insight into a conversation that took place between me and Andy on the day, or you just heard a very short recorded message from me telling you that we're not sharing it one way or another. I'm sure it was enjoyable. But this section now, this section now, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the teams we saw on the day, some of the standout cards, and a bit of a talk about uh, that 10 in 10 meta that we saw. So... Should we start by talking about the top three teams, maybe? I think we should. So Ben's team was an Iceman to Barrett team. Uh, so it's the Iceman uh, right on schedule, is it? The subtitle off the top of my head? The ping damage, the, the ping in two when you attack. Yeah, that's right. Damage to him. Yes, that's right. Using Turk Barrett, the super rare Turk Barrett from the Infinity Gauntlet set, who says when you pay a mask... Uh, to use a global, Turk Barrett will deal one damage to target character. Uh, and so you attack with your Iceman and then spam a load of masks into a mask global, like uh, I think Ben was using Avengers ID card and static field, stuff like that, to then do the ping damage with Turk, but you target your own Iceman with it in order to fire the damage across the field. However, um, that wasn't the only win condition that Ben had on his team. He was also carrying one of his personal favourites, which was the Danny Moonstar Booker T combo. Ooh. Mm. So it's the Danny Moonstar, the uh, Empathic Illusion castings, that when she is blocked, she forces a re-roll of an opposing character. And if that character lands on energy face, it goes to... Is it used? Yeah. Is it KO'd? Used. Yeah, it goes to used and deals damage to your opponent. 
And I think Ben, by his own admission, said that he actually probably used Danny the Danny Booker T combo. Booker T, of course, carrying the force block global uh, more than Iceman Turk Barrett through the course of the event. It's only 50-50, though, isn't it? It's only 50-50. Well, if you re-roll the character and it's goes back to its character face, then it just goes back, doesn't it? Well, it still has to block. Yeah, but she's not exactly a beefy character, is she? No, but uh, I suppose with, like, if you're targeting sidekicks, or let's say you save up shields, get a load of shields together, and just force an entire row <laughs> of, you know, sidekicks to block her, you know, opportunities are there. The 50-50 shot, I mean, we all know how that works out with like Storms back in the day or Becky Lynch now. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously still it's good. So, you know, you've played it against me. But um, it's just got that ifs and maybes about it. Well, okay, folks. <laughs> There's, I don't know what to say. It's what Ben used to win. Yeah, yeah. so it's obviously good. <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose the thing is that how cheap it is to get up and run it, isn't it? I mean, she's a two-cost. And you can get that run yeah. pretty quick, especially with Clayface. And then, you know, as you yeah. said, like, we get some shields on the go. Well, there's no shield character, I don't think. No, but she's nice cheap. She's nice cheap. If, if you're going to put a cheap mask character on your team to use for the Turk Barrett effect, because you want to plow masks into mask globals, and you could do a lot worse than that. Oh, yeah, use, absolutely. So. Uh, so that was Ben's team. Then Troy coming in at second place. He was running a super rare Thor from the Infinity Gauntlet, the one that deals damage when characters are fielded. Uh, he he had an interesting kind of control element to his team, though. He was running Manchun and Volo. Uh, Volo, uh, who has a tune, and Manchun, who deals damage when... No, hang on. When an action is used. Uh, when a basic action is used, one damage to all opposing character dice. Thank you. Yeah, so I just thought that was it. Just a bit of ping going across the table to kind of keep keep the opposing board nice and thin nice and clear so that was troy's team and then dana coming in third place he was also running the danny booker t combo he had quite a lot of control cards on his team like uh, i think it was drax and spider-man i want to say off the top of my head uh have you got it open in front of you there dana is yeah so we've got spider-man and drax <laughs> spider-man and yeah uh, but he was also running venerable dreadnought for the range effect beautiful and uh, Black Widow Agent yeah. and Danny Moon. Well, that's. And Booker T as well. So he went for that combo as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, what's also interesting is that the top three were. Uh, I mean, Troy had Super Rare Thor on his team, but not particularly focused on, I suppose, what you would call the bit, what we refer to as the big three in the meta right now. You know, Becky Lynch, Godcatcher, and, and Super Rare Thor. Only one out of the three was carrying that. Uh, which is interesting. Is interesting. I mean, it, it could be argued that Iceman is the big fourth, perhaps, at the minute. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Speaking of win conditions, just on the subject of the of the big three, of the 34 teams that were run on the day, 15 of them had either a Becky, a Godcatcher, or a Thor, Super Rare Thor on it. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. In fact, there was lots of interesting win conditions. We've obviously just mentioned the Danny Moonstar Booker T combo, but there was uh, someone was running an Orc Knob team, you know, the one that gets bigger when characters are KO'd. Somebody was running a Poison Ivy criminal because of love, you know, the one that does the damage on the board clear when she's fielded. Yes. There was a couple of X-Men Forever Jubilees, so the one that you like with the that does the ping damage when a bulk character is fielded. 
And then there was the also the other one that does the damage when bolt characters attack. Um, Venerable Dreadnought was knocking around. There were a couple of Ghost Riders from the Infinity Gauntlet set, you know, the one that does damage when he's fielded. Mm-hmm. There was an overcrushing Thanos. Uh, and one notable mention that I thought was really interesting, this is uh, uh, Wary Cat. I have to apologize, Wary Cat. I don't know what your r- real name is, but that was uh, Wary Cat's challenge pseudonym. That's his nickname. online handle, Chief. Yeah, he was running a mask team that was focused on the double intimidate rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was really interesting. And I heard Tale told that when Wary Cat won, it, he won fast. It was like really just like boom, intimidate all your stuff out, rah, dead. How cool. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, really interesting. That that uh, double intimidate rock actually was one that has caught my eye. I know I've played it against you in the past. This is a... a- uh, a proper wonky team. We've got well, not wonky, but like it is global heavy. You've got uh, Atlas, Clayface, <laughs> Intellect Devourer. You've got Counter Strike. You've got Raised Shields for the buff. Um, that Ebony Moore is that there just for the global, or is he there? So look at that. No, he's he he does a discount, doesn't he? So you re-roll yeah. target character when he's fielded, and your next purchase is cheaper. So all that global stuff in Wary Cat's team was aimed towards buying that six cost quick that speed you got a suka and ebony more then to get things cheaper typhoid mary is a, a kind of i'm guessing a, a plug-in defensive yeah mechanism. the one size fits all kind of thing you yeah. import well again to speed it up so it is basically a engine to get rocks out as fast as possible yeah, and then just clear a field and steam over. And, of course, that Asuka, she gets a buff when you field mass characters as well. Of course. Wow. I, I, yeah. can, I, can, I can certainly smell what Wary Cat is cooking. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good. So that that's my kind of notable mention from the day. I thought that, was, that stood out, but also really pleased to see people playing around with other win conditions and, uh, and dabbling with other types of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there were six Becky Lynches, Maiden Islands, three Godcatcher, famous walking statues, and five super rare Thors, Jormungan Spheres across the uh, team list, leaving a, another 19 with other win conditions. But what we did see a lot of was things like uh, rare Spider-Man, Public Menace from Infinity Gauntlet, the one that spins down to masks. And I think even though he's a removal piece, he was being used to contribute towards wins as a kind of less as removal and more for board clear. The the control was interesting on the date. So of those 34 teams, there were 10 Black Widow agents. Ooh, so folks that's cl- a surprise. Clearly, yeah, folks were clearly anticipating some ping stuff going on, um, which they're not wrong when you look at the Venerable Dreadnoughts that were knocking around, the Thors that were knocking around, the Iceman. So there were three Iceman teams, for example. You know, so the Black Widow agent was a good shout mm. piece of control. Uh, but Typhoid Mary, nine of the teams. Spider-Man, Public Menace across 11 of the teams. Drax on five. Um, and then the uh, rare Black Widow, I've forgotten the subtitle, the one that does the spin down as well on four teams. Yeah. Which definitely supports uh, something I, I was suspecting as I was building teams for you to play against, that the two infinity gauntlet slots were being very heavily used for the infinity gauntlet control stuff yeah because it's super super strong yeah just loads of marys and spider-mans and draxes knocking around on the day 
which is interesting. Although there was, again, because of the 10 in 10 team building challenge, there was definitely some alternative kind of control pieces. There were some mimics, flying, blasting, slashings, um, bouncing around, and some rocket raccoons, you know, the one that does the damage when he's fielded, equal Uh, to his attack. Gazer Um, crops up now and again. Yeah, so folks were definitely sort of looking for other ways about filling those slots. I suppose if you're planning on playing a Thor team, for example, and you've put Super Rare Thor in, that's one of your two Infinity Gauntlet slots soaked up. So then you can't you can't uh, double dip into the Infinity Gauntlet control. That Poison Ivy crops up quite a bit as well as I scroll through. Yeah, for the deadly, that's Godcatcher tech, definitely. Yeah. It, well, I say definitely. If I were a betting man, I'd say that's why people were running that to KO the tokens and get them out out the picture deadly is really effective against god catcher tokens because they obviously don't go to prep to re-roll back in next turn no they go go so and they're re- gone gotta recycle your traps and then trigger them again which gives you a little bit more breathing room you know uh so there you go there were a few notes i made kind of about the meta and some of the stuff we saw going on now i suppose one question would be if we hadn't have restricted under surveillance with the god catcher whether that might have appeared more frequently or Becky Lynch and the dude that makes her super duper overpowered even more. Yeah, well, see, the thing with Becky Lynch was we didn't have to restrict that because 10 in 10 does it. Of course. Because she's in the campaign box, um, 10 in 10 does that naturally. But certainly that's you know that's a dominant combo that in a standard modern constructed format. But yeah, whether we would see Godcatcher with under surveillance more frequently. I mean, I don't know. Let us know your thoughts, folks. Do you think there would have been quite as much variety across the teams? Had that been in the mix, hmm, maybe, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, they, there you go. There's my thoughts and notes on kind of the meta and sort of notable cards and whatnot. I'll admit, I'm not a fan of 10 and 10. It didn't. It didn't. You're saying that like like you're revealing something. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Oh, really? It, it certainly didn't kind of grab me as much as other formats and, and ways of building teams work. I think it's it's a mix of complicated to build a team, but without a good reason like we were trying to obviously restrict it to try and get a more fair and level kind of 1.5 level two type teams out there which i don't know if we did achieve that it did because you've got enough still nasty pieces out there but it just made it more difficult to try and put together a team of of things i find it too restrictive but that's my 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 thoughts the team building challenge i mean i definitely in terms of our desire to have something uh, a little bit more middle of the road, uh, you know, people getting an opportunity to have a good 45 minutes worth of play every round. It, it didn't achieve that, I don't think. Uh, I was noticing people were reporting results 15, 20 minutes into the round, what, one, a couple of times even shorter than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the power plays were still present in the event. I don't think 10 in 10 restricts some of the big play combos as much as we had hoped it would. Uh, I, I don't know whether, broadly speaking, the community would ag- agree with with your, well, I say your, our, because I share this view, uh, our view on the team building bit of it all, but, you know, that's a horses for courses thing, I think. It is, as well as long as everyone had fun. It certainly, uh, it was still a good event and loads of people turned up. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. Uh, but I think next time we'll look to do a more not necessarily single affiliation but something along those lines something with a bit of a, a story and a theme to it so kind of like that yeah yeah and take it into that more chilled out space yeah or yeah if 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 we are going to go more competitive i think we just go you know 
no holds barred, have at it and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that might be something interesting to do when some of the new sets finally, you know, if ever they arrive. Um, I think that'd be something to, interesting to do at that point. I mean, certainly Dark Phoenix Saga's got cards in there that people have got their eyes on for top-level competitive play. I mean, Master Mold immediately springs to mind, Mystique Removal, you know, stuff like that with sort of villain-centric teams, that Mystique. So it might be something worth doing at that point there, but, uh, you know, I don't know what CR Game Room's plans and intentions are or um, Breath Weapon X, any of those guys, other guys who run run online events. Plus, we'll, we'll, our next one, MOD PDM, is likely going to be a face-to-face one. <sighs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Although I certainly got messages after the event saying, I know you guys will probably go back to face-to-face, but we'd love it if you carried on doing <laughs> these. <laughs> well, maybe we could do some kind of, uh, you know, both something in tandem with each other. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we'd love to do it in terms of contributing to the online play community as well as our local community here in the UK. But uh, I think, folks, you've got to appreciate that that's two sets of prising for me to organise <laughs> two events to put together, and it, it could be a lot of work, you know. So, yeah, or at least we I'll could like some chop and change between the two, couldn't we? Yeah, maybe. Well, let's we'll see, see how things pan out. We'll see how things pan out. Uh, but I suppose just to wrap it up there, uh, once again, congratulations to Ben. Well done, Ben, for taking the top spot. Um, commiserations to Jordo and Mister McCat. But I hope you guys both enjoy your wooden spoons. Nah. <laughs> I think Jordo is very happy to have won a wooden spoon good man yeah um so congratulations to ben but commiserations to those guys uh thanks everyone for coming out and joining us and playing on the day and uh we'll let you know about the next one when keep your eyes peeled and your ears open and everything else absolutely absolutely all right well is there anything else to add at that point i think it's all been covered very well let's uh okay let's move on to the outro well, there we are then, folks, as all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we bloody well did. <laughs> uh, we'll just do a, a quick wrap-up. I think this is a fairly long episode at this point. So head on over to BritRoller6.com. That's our website for news, commentary, um, interesting posts or if you want to go take a look at the team lists that we've discussed in this episode they're there on the uh, new posts page so go and check that out but there's tons of stuff on britroller6.com you might find interesting we've got spoiler galleries we've got uh, useful resources uh, one that came up recently actually that people have been using is the uh, i've got a list a google docs list of all the promo cards and op kits that WizKids have ever published so if you that came up recently. Um, also on there so, is uh, Jackalope Spam, who came joint first in the MOD PDM, uh, and he's yeah. done his own recollection of the tournament. So if you want to read a little bit more about what we've just talked about, then head over there and read his amazing article. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Please do. A great little tournament report, and thank you to Nick for that. <laughs> Where did you say his name like that? He knows. He knows why. Okay. <laughs> I know, and he knows. And what I would do is I'd encourage everyone to go and ask him <laughs> why I'm doing that. Okay. Just because it'll be annoying. Yeah. Everyone ask him <laughs> why his name yeah. is. 
Nick. Nick. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm it's usually lovely. the. I obviously know the in jokes that people don't know. It's actually really annoying. We shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I think you were in the chat where he told us. <laughs> was I? What was that on Discord? Yeah. No. On a minute, he messaged the Ministry of Dice on Facebook. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, obviously gone straight over my head. I just saw someone saying, do you want us to make some content? And we're like, yes, that's fine. Oh, no, this was, this was ages ago. Okay. He revealed revealed a little nugget. Uh, but in any case, go check out his article and then also everyone troll him and find out why I keep putting his name in inverted commas. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. And please do come join us on YouTube. Uh, interesting note, I noticed that a lot of people have been sharing live gameplay videos lately and they've been sharing them across like the Facebook groups and stuff. We generally don't do that because we post a live game session you know, we live stream it on Twitch on a Wednesday night, and then it's usually posted on the YouTube by Thursday or Friday. And I didn't want to kind of just every week persistently and continuously fill up the Facebook feeds and stuff. So please do go and follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice to get notifications of things like when we're doing live gameplay sessions or when the videos are posted up on YouTube. Uh, but certainly head on over and check us out on youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice as well. And you can check out the Discord. Yeah, come join us on Discord. Uh, that's possibly a little bit more focused towards our other endeavour, uh, MOD Extra. But if you, like us, are members of the Broad Church and nerddom, and you appreciate nerdy TV, nerdy movies, video games, other board games, and have nerdy interests outside of Dice Masters, uh, and want to talk about kind of Dice Masters adjacent things, then come join us in Discord. We'd love to have a chat with you in there. Some recent stuff that's been talked about is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, I still got to catch up the with that new, third episode. Absolutely, yeah. The new uh, Amazon Prime cartoon, Invincible, based on the Robert Kirkman comic book, and a bit of conversation recently about the new Star Trek trailers that have just recently come out for Discovery and Picard. Picard? Is there a new mm, one? Season two. Oh, I've, you know, yeah. I got halfway through season one and then got bored because they were drip feeding it. I'll have to maybe hop onto that and have a look. Yep season two on the way so come and join us in discord but we also have a dice master section yes we do yes we do and yeah. if you find that you are pining for us on our off weeks then worry no more because if you go to you go to youtube first and then you, you search mod extra without an e um, our sister youtube channel will come up and then we release a vodcast on that on our off weeks talking about all the stuff Chris just mentioned, TV, film, etc., comic books, uh, and uh, they go on because we just kind of keep talking. Uh, and so uh, you can get your fill of the other side of Chris and Andy uh, on that. These these outros with all our or, additional stuff our are getting massive. Pro- promo in. <laughs> yeah, so let's call it a day there. Thanks for coming along and listening, folks. I've been Chris, otherwise known as the True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy. The uh, World Poker Champion 1997 to 1999. Two years. Are you Two sure fine about that? years. <laughs> Two fine years. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you. It's my poker face. Poker face. Bye-bye.
<laughs> my, well, my brain is being thinking before the no it obviously isn't without just saying that but <laughs> by stranders by straight 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 by standards <laughs> by standards <laughs> but that's not by it's by standard by standards by st- Bystanders. 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 You've, you've even got me doing it now. Not a bystander. <laughs> Bystanders. <laughs> yes. 